0: Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. Let's create your dream life while living your dream life. Okay, love? Hi, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read live on Instagram, at Wholehearted Coaching, or you can get it delivered straight to your inbox each week when you sign up for my email list. You can do that in the show notes, or you can head to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com. So today's episode is a little bit different because I am interviewing two incredible humans, two humans who have made some courageous leaps to create huge transformations in their life. So, today's episode is about that. It's about this really scary process of knowing that the life you're living now, while it may be perhaps sensible and safe, it's maybe not the life that you really want to be living. This episode is about listening to that part of you that is asking you to be courageous and to shift and change things so that. Someday, future you can say thank you. Thank you to that former version of yourself that did some bold things that burned that shit down and decided to follow what they knew to be true. So we're talking about these things because today, Wholehearted Woman is open for registration. Yes, the doors are open to join us in Wholehearted Woman. Wholehearted Woman is my six-month group coaching program where you learn how to finally trust and believe in yourself again so that you start making those difficult decisions, so that you start taking courageous action, so you start creating that life that you truly desire. If you're interested in Wholehearted Woman, you can head to wholehearted-woman.com. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about my transformation, right? Those courageous steps that I had to take. And my two guests, Chrissy King, who you may know from my other podcast, Two Girls Talking Shit. Chrissy is an incredible human, writer, activist. And she did Wholehearted Woman two years ago when she was going through some pretty difficult transitions. At the time, she was considering moving from the Midwest where she had lived since she was, well, a baby. She was considering separating from her partner, her husband of 10 years, and moving to New York to become a writer. And we're also talking to Jennifer Davidson, who did Wholehearted Woman this summer. She is also an incredible writer. And she came to the program because even though she knew she was doing all the things that she wanted to be doing, her life didn't feel the way that she thought it would feel. She had just turned 40 and she had all these plans for herself and she just couldn't seem to take action on them. So both Chrissy and Jennifer are going to be talking about their experience in life, their experience in the program, and they're both going to share with you some of their favorite tools and practices from Wholehearted Woman. But first, today's Mindset Monday. Today's Mindset Monday reads, your future life is contingent on the decisions you make today, love. We don't fall into our dreams. Instead, we create them through courageous and intentional action each and every day. So often we forget that the decisions that we are making today inform our future lives. They are creating, they are laying the foundation for our future selves. But it can be so easy, right, to get caught up in the day-to-day and forget to really be taking intentional, courageous action. And when I say courageous and intentional action, I'm not saying you need to be moving or you need to be quitting your job. No, courageous and intentional action is usually really small. It's those moments where you decide to believe in yourself. It's those moments where you decide to speak up for yourself. It's those moments where you decide to trust your gut. So there is a test that I do with a lot of my prospective clients when they're on a call with me in a consult call. And I call this the two-year test. And I want you to try out the two-year test, okay? So I want you to imagine yourself in two years living your life exactly as you are right now so with the same job with the same partner with the same community feeling exactly like you do now what does that feel like what comes to mind what does your body feel like what do you start thinking about when I say can you imagine yourself living this exact life in two years still love I ask this question of prospective clients all the time and usually before they can say anything, their body responds for them. Their faces scrunch up. I can see their bodies shrink in. A look of kind of panic spreads on their face because they're realizing, oh my God, no. No, 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 in two years from now, this it can't be like this, right? But we forget that if we don't want two years from now to be exactly like this, then we got to start making some moves now. And those moves, again, do not have to be big, but it's about courageous and intentional movement. Really actually making decisions for yourself and for your life. Before I came to this work, before I started to make some real courageous, intentional decisions, I was doing what so many of us do, which is picking the safe option doing what I thought I should be doing, following a path that seemed sensible, right? And so I had this life that looked great from the outside, but it didn't reflect what I truly wanted on the inside. Safe, sensible, and should will create you a life that is serviceable and admirable love, but not a life that is full of all the amazingness that you desire. If you find yourself kind of cringing or kind of feeling a little bit feeling the feels about the next two years being more of the same, then it's time to face what you've been avoiding, right? The decisions maybe you haven't been making, the difficult conversations you haven't been having, those uncomfortable feelings. So I want to tell you my story. I know many of you know this, but I was an opera singer for 10 plus years. And while, of course, that doesn't sound like a very safe and sensible career path for most, it really was for me. That's what I just knew and loved to do from a young age. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I threw myself into it. But the only way I knew how to do things was to push myself, was through perfection, was through people pleasing was through overachieving, right? I was getting a lot of shit done. I was, you know, ticking off all those boxes on my list, right? Singing here, working at this opera house, moving to New York City, having my own apartment, like all those things I was taking off. But I was doing it in a way that was so unkind to myself. I was doing it in a way where I was constantly comparing myself. I was constantly overlooking my achievements and focusing in on what I wasn't doing well. And so while I was doing all the things I wanted to be doing, I was miserable. I was exhausted. I would reach goals and I'd already be on to the next one, right? I would reach goals and think that my fulfillment, my happy, my success would be waiting for me there. And when I didn't find them there, I just create another goal. Thinking I didn't create the right goal and I'd just be doing the same thing again and again. I was everything to everyone in my community. But I was no one to myself, right? I was the person that people came to when they needed help or support or to talk things through. I believed in everyone but myself. I was compassionate towards everyone but myself. And so all of this, right, even though my life looked amazing from the outside. And I was ticking off boxes, okay? I knew how to work hard, but I felt unfulfilled and depleted. And I was going down this path that just was the loop of the same things and feelings. I realized looking back now that I wasn't really making any decisions for me. I was making decisions that I thought I should be making, that I was supposed to be making. And it wasn't until I stopped and said, wait a second, what do I actually want to do? And then I realized I actually didn't even know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I didn't want to do this. And I always say that knowing what you don't want is really important, love, because you're one step closer to getting to what you do want. And in that moment, I was like, hold on, I need to go inward. I need to figure out how I can finally trust and believe in myself again. How I can stop putting all my worth and value in goals and how much I can make people smile or laugh, right? How I can stop getting into these relationships where I would be compromising myself all the time because I was so in need of acceptance and love. And so that's when I found self-growth, And so I got deep into mindfulness and mindset work and I just started devouring, you know, books and lectures and workshops and anything I could get my hands on where the focus was less on what I should be doing and instead on how I want to be feeling and who I want to become. And it's through a podcast that I found my first coach. And she was on this podcast being interviewed and everything she said just really resonated with me. And I was like, I got to work with this person. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I put the deposit down to work with her, I seriously considered calling my credit card and saying that somebody had just stolen my card. (laughs) The deposit was way more than I'd ever spent on myself, like intentionally spent on myself. You know, like I probably spent the same amount of money at Target or maybe H&M on frivolous things, but I'd never spent that much money, like intentionally on myself. But this voice inside me was like, you have got to do this. And it was through her program, it was a group coaching program that my life changed. And so Wholehearted Woman is a love letter to my former self. It is all of the lessons and tools and books that really helped me take those courageous and intentional steps that allowed me to get to where I am today. Wholehearted Woman is me really curating all of the things That created the biggest transformations in my life and in my clients' lives into this six-month journey that we all take together. And what I think makes Wholehearted Woman so exceptional is that what I will be giving you, the tools that you're going to be learning, are tools that you are going to use for the rest of your life. I am not the type of coach who wants my clients working with me forever. No, I want you to fly, fly into the world and to just create goal after goal and have those tools that will allow you to face those challenges that come up, to be able to create a plan of action that is intentional, that really takes your well-being and joy as the most important things, right? How we do things really matters. So this program is about your life beyond the six months together. So before we get into the interviews, I want you to really think of future you. In two years or maybe even five years, what is that person doing? And if you can't think of the what, how are they feeling? How do they move in the world? How do they feel when they get up in the morning? How do they feel when they sit down at their desk? Once you figure that out, then ask yourself, what can I do today that will allow me to be one step closer to that, that will allow me to actually create that? What you do today matters, love. It's those small intentional steps that create those huge transformations. If you are curious about Wholehearted Woman, if you want to join us, head to wholehearted-woman.com. You can also head to the show notes to get more information, but registration doors are open and I really hope you'll join us. And now I want you to hear more about Chrissy and Jennifer, and they're going to be really transparent and open with their lives, telling you what it's like to go through a huge life transition and not know what's next, but know that you have to get real brave in order to create that life that you truly desire. So without further ado, here are Chrissy and Jennifer. So we have Chrissy King here, the famous Instagram personality at I am Chrissy King. And if you're not following her, you need to follow her. Uh, Chrissy did Wholehearted Woman two years ago. And since then her life has changed a whole lot. She came to the program during a time of big transition. So Chrissy, can you tell us what was going on in your life before you joined the program?
1: Yeah. So two years ago, my life was in a a different place. I, at that point, I had already left my corporate job. So I was kind of already doing my own thing, but I was still married then. I was still living in Wisconsin then. And just was in a place where I felt like there was a lot more transition that was going to happen as it pertains to my relationship and even my location. And so I was really feeling just apprehensive about a lot of the things that were happening or that I thought needed to happen and just needed a little little boost in my courage
0: levels. So why did you decide to join the program? So the thing is, I, I'm a
1: person who can really talk myself out of anything. Like, I usually do know what the right decision is, but I can talk myself out of making any decision. And also I'm a person that really, I like certainty. I like this idea of safety. And so even if something doesn't feel great, I will, I have a tendency to stay with something that doesn't feel good for the sake of comfort. But I was also, you get to a point, you just get like really sick of your own shit. And I was just really unhappy in a lot of ways. And I knew that I was responsible for a lot of those things, or if things were going to change, I was responsible for making those things happen. And I just needed some assistance because I just, I just felt like on my own, left to my own, I would just stay in the same place. And, and not that I came to wholehearted woman with the idea that you or the program was going to make me have all these incredible changes in my life, but more so that I would take the time to really think about what I wanted intentionally to sit with the difficult feelings that I know would that were coming up, but I was just like stuffing back down. And it was like a way to force myself to do that work.
0: So what was the experience of the program like for you? Yeah, I really loved Wholehearted Woman. I think I was really
1: fortunate because at the beginning you do partner work. And I got paired with someone the first week and then we just really clicked and you're supposed to like change partners every week. But I was like, no, we're great together. So we just, we did our partner work for the entirety of the program. Um, And we did this activity called spring cleaning, which I think it's like five to 10 minutes. And I actually hated it uh, because, you know, you like, you have a topic that you're talking about, you're supposed to like talk about anything that, everything that comes to mind for the entirety five minutes seems like a short time until you have to like, just really spew everything that's coming out. And it was really hard for me at first because I uh, didn't want to, there's a lot of things I didn't really want to verbalize, right? Like that felt too, it felt easier just to keep inside. Um, but the more I did it, like a lot of things came up, like fears that I had or, or just like things that weren't working for me. And so, or things that I, verbalizing things that I really wanted, right? Like in expressing truly what I really wanted out of life. So that was really, really powerful. And then at the end of the program, you write a letter to your future self, maybe something. Sharon, give me the details or dusty or a little rusty here.
0: You write uh, a journal entry, but it's five years in the future. So you envision, you write down what your life is going to be like in five years. Yes, that's it.
1: Okay, so I did that activity and like um it's, it's really funny because this person I was paired with, we're actually friends now and I see this person all the time and this came up this weekend and she challenged me to like look back at that journal entry, which I will do. I got to track down where I wrote it at cuz I don't know if I typed it, I don't know. But anyways, I'm going to find it. But the thing I do remember very distinctly from that is that I know for sure when I did that journal entry, I was living in New York and I knew that I was writing full time and I the rest of the details are a little fuzzy, but the cool thing is that those things are both true now, right? That's literally what I'm doing. And so while I'm not promising you that your journal entry is going to come to life in two years, I am saying that it's really, really powerful to envision what your future could look like and to really put that into, put that, put your thoughts onto paper is a very powerful activity.
0: When you started the program, you were still living in the Midwest and- Still married. You're still married. And the focus of your work, while it wasn't online business, it was more- more fitness based, right? Correct. And what's really interesting with Chrissy is that so in the very first call we do in Wholehearted Woman, we do this visualization. And a lot of the work we do is about like imagining who you're becoming, right? It's really expanding yourself into possibility. And I'll never forget Chrissy did that meditation. And what did you say to me after the meditation was done, Chrissy? I
1: don't remember. What did I say to you? I'm sorry, you have to remind me now.
0: No, you were like, oh my God, it's so weird. But like I imagine myself like writing. Oh yes, I did say that. Yeah, right. I remember that now. I did say that because that
1: wasn't, that wasn't really the focus of what I was doing. So I was like, that's weird. Why would I be like writing all the time, right? And the other thing that I'm going to share this is that now that it's coming back, I remember saying that it was very odd to me because I didn't have a partner in my visualization either. I was by myself in New York writing.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's really like, it's like six months of you just like leaning into possibility and seeing what happens. And again, it's not like, There's a promise of those things on the other side. I think once you start opening yourself up to possibility and letting go of like that certainty that you talked about, that like things really start to change. What has been, what have you noticed like the shifts and changes in your life since doing that program two years ago?
1: Well, you know, I think one of the biggest things that I gained from doing Wholehearted Woman was just like self-trust, right? Like that I can make decisions and that, because I, again, I was, I was always so like hung up on certainty that I like, I needed to make sure I was making the right decision, right? And ultimately there's no right or wrong decisions, right? We make a decision and whatever happens, happens. And so it really helped me to develop the self-trust to know that like I can follow my own intuition and stop like searching for the answers from everyone. Not that I get that right all the time because I still, you know, I still struggle with that but that whatever happens, like I can figure it out, you know? And so, and especially, like I said, having, I, w- I was with my partner from a very young age, from the age of 19. So I spent all of my adult life with him. And, and then having to like navigate things on my own and being like, oh, I got myself, like, I'm okay. I can do this and I'm going to be fine. was really something that I really gained throughout the course of the program. And then also too, just, I think me also just, uh, we read the, one of the books that you assigned. It was The Gift of Imperfection, which was really, really beautiful. And it's a great book, but also is really important for me because I did have a history as a perfectionist, right? And so part of like navigating and making different dis- decisions and life choices for myself was also like letting go of other people's expectations and what were people going to think about the decisions and choices I'm making and just letting know that I'm creating the life that I want and like everybody else is Opinions or expectations for my life are not the thing that I need to make decisions based on.
0: And I also want us to touch upon what was it like for you being in a group coaching program, especially when we're doing like really deep and vulnerable work. But a program that's actually facilitated and led by a woman of color, and even within the group itself, wholehearted woman. What makes me so happy about it is it is such a diverse community. Always, every time I've done it, it's just such a beautifully diverse community. What's that? Ex- What was that experience like for you, right? Because we both know we've been in coaching programs and they're often incredibly white.
1: Yeah. So honestly, like when I think back, I don't think I would have done a program. And I've worked on, I've done other coaching programs, not like self-work, but a lot of like business coaches and stuff like that. And I've I've worked with a lot of white business coaches. But when it comes to this type of work, like I don't think that I would have done this work with anybody but a woman of color. And the reason I say that is because we're talking about like, you know, manifestation and just like doing this difficult work and like creating a life for ourselves. I think that it's short-sighted to have these conversations that if it's not through a lens that's intersectional, understanding that people's identities play a huge role in your your perception of the world and also the experience that you have in the world and even like your beliefs about what's possible for yourself. And so I think if someone's not having those conversations or not understanding those, those intersections of identity, it feels like this information maybe isn't really for me because they don't understand the things that I also have to deal with on top of just like the normal stuff, right? And so I think, you know, the work that you do, you're constantly talking about that stuff. And so I think that's really important. and made me feel really comfortable that this information is coming from a place that has a person like me in mind, right? And that that's been considered. And I just think that's so important. And then the flip side having other participants in the program that are also people of color, women of color, BIPOC, so important as well, because again, there's that shared understanding, right? That these are things that we are bringing to the table. And, and that, like, I I think, you know, you've probably talked about this before in a lot of your work, but when we're talking about a lot of these things, I feel like as as a black woman, there's things that I have to, there's, there's belief systems I have to let go of, right? Because if I don't let go of them, they, they just, that will have a negative impact on my ability Not in my ability, but have a negative impact on what I think is possible for myself. So I just think there's a level of work that has to be done that has to consider those things. And so being in community with other women who understand that is just a really beautiful experience.
0: Yeah, at one of the workshops that I had led, someone came up to me after and she was a woman of color. And she was like, she was so happy that there were so many women of color there. And she said to me, you know, I go into so many spaces and as, as a BIPOC, as a woman of color, you're, it's like unconsciously this kind of filter goes on and you're like, okay, so this is my, like, I speak this way because there's going to be white people in the space. Or I speak this way because, and she's like, I just felt like I didn't have to put any filters on in the space. I could just be myself. And I think we don't know what that feeling. And she said, I feel like I can breathe deeply in this space. It was the greatest compliment and not compliment, but just reflection about the work that I do, which is you can come into the space and feel safe, feel that you can be vulnerable and just feel like you can just say whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's
1: true, right? Because as a Black woman, I can definitely say there's so many times when I walk into other spaces and I feel like I'm, I put on a mask, right? Or like I code switch and I, or I'm really intentional about how I say things because of the company that I'm in. And so being in a space where you don't have to do that feels very liberating. It feels very free. Hi, Jennifer.
0: Thank you so much for being part of this. No problem. Thank you for asking me. So Jennifer, I really wanted to interview you because you were literally the first person who signed up for Wholehearted Woman last year. Like you, regist- I, you registered so quickly. So can you, can you explain why that was like such a quick decision, right? Because usually people think about it, mull it over. But you were like right there.
2: Oh, I mean, to me, it felt like a really slow decision. I had been overthinking it. Could I do it? Could I afford this? Yeah. And then I was like, oh no, just go for it. Just do this and figure it out afterwards.
0: Was that an easy, like, of course you were mulling it over, but what were some of like the voices that were telling you not to join? What were the voices that were like, I don't know about this, Jennifer?
2: Yeah. I mean, the voices that were telling me not to join were like, you can't afford this. This is going to be incredibly American and you may not fit in. Um, And also, you know, you should get your shit together yourself. Do you really need somebody else to tell you what you're doing with your life? Yeah, I
0: think you named a lot of the top ones. Um, If you can't tell, Jennifer has a very wonderful accent for us Americans and Canadians. She's in Ireland uh, but you also named like the the cost, which is a big one. Is this going to work? And also, like you should be able to do this yourself. And so, what talked you into actually signing up? Then
2: I think I knew that I needed something to change. I knew that I had been trying um, to turn stuff around myself, and I wasn't getting anywhere. And I was feeling more and more stuck. Um I think so. I had done your mindset makeover. And that was the thing that really made me go, oh, wait, there's actually really something that I'm connecting with here. And I just felt safe. And it's just, there was just a voice going, this is the thing you need to do. I had no idea you did mindset makeovers. So what was it
0: about, because I'm, I'm doing it right now. What was it about mindset makeover that kind of, was it like a lesson in it or just the energy about it? What was in that that you were like, oh, okay, maybe this is doable for me?
2: Yeah, I think it was definitely just the energy um, that you brought to it and the group, just, there was a, just a real sense of support and warmth. Yeah, it just felt like exactly what I needed at the time. So what were some of the challenges
0: in your life, like before you joined, that you were like, okay, I would love to be in some sort of program to get more clarity or direction or accountability around this? What were those, you don't have to go into specifics, but what were those things that kind of you were like, okay, this is what I really would love to tackle?
2: Yes. So uh, last year I had turned 40, you know, such a cliche. I had all these plans for all the things I was going to do you know, before I turned 40 and then it became like in the year that I'm 40. Um And then I got to like that autumn and I was just going, oh, none of this is happening. I just like was really, you know, beating myself up. I was feeling like uh, things were happening for other people and I could see brilliant things happening for other people. And I couldn't figure out, even though I knew what I wanted, I couldn't figure out how to make it happen. Um, for myself and I knew I guess that my thinking and my mindset was a big part of the problem and so that was kind of that was the key to knowing I needed yeah someone
0: like you. And so for you Jennifer what was the experience of being in the program like like I now working with you for a while I was it kind of a little scary especially because there's a group component to this getting on calls talking with people What was the experience like? Maybe what surprised you about what it was and what you thought it was going to be? What was that experience like for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, the group was such an incredible group. Um, I mean, all like completely different women, completely different backgrounds, but we definitely really gelled and connected as a group. I think I didn't really know what to expect or what it was really going to be like, but it it just made sense. And I just really had this overriding feeling of this is exactly what you need to be doing. And I think I remember like our very first call, you and I had a conversation about choosing faith over fear. And it just clicked. And I just went, oh, wait a second. I started looking at how I was approaching stuff that I thought I was doing my best. And just, yeah, realized that I was going about it completely backwards.
0: So I wanted everyone to share one of their favorite tools or lessons or concepts from the program. Would you say it was faith over fear? What what was the concept for you that you
2: still use appreciated? Yeah, I mean, definitely faith over fear. And the other thing that I come back to like every week is the model. And just going through that process and just writing it down, going through the thought process, identifying the feelings and the circumstance and actually. So I'm a writer. Uh, I found myself using that for some of my characters the other week as well. What? Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I love
0: it. Oh my gosh, that, that's, that's amazing to me. Uh, so Jennifer, for you, what, what is kind of the shift or change that you've noticed in your life um, after doing the program and, and you, know, you finished it a couple months ago? So what would you say some of those shifts or changes are?
2: I think the biggest shifts and changes are. I think in my belief in myself, but also in how I approach things. Um, and I think it is back to faith over fear that I think I've really made a conscious decision to approach stuff with the belief that it will happen um, and to like be more positive and more open to possibilities. I guess rather than I think before I was much more shut down. I was much more driven by fear and by a need to like be good and be sensible instead of being true to myself. I love that you bring that up because I think that's something everyone struggles
0: with, which is we all have really big dreams. But if we're looking at the underlying belief that we have, it's usually like, oh, don't get your hopes up too high. Like this isn't probably going to happen. And so like when we had our first one-on-one, Jennifer, I remember you, I mean, so Jennifer is, is a wonderful writer and you had all these ideas that you were like, oh, I maybe want to start this or follow up with this person about this. And there was a little bit of hesitation there. Did you, that, or self-doubt, did you find that that shifted throughout the program? Because after our first call, you took some serious action, like one call. And you, I, did you like email someone? What happened? I remember something big happened.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I think that's definitely, you know, what changed for me that I think, You know, I was, I was taking rejection as being final, you know, when it came to work, I was feeling that if people weren't coming to me going, oh, we want you to do this, I found it really hard to chase them because I was going, oh, I don't want to nag people. I don't want to be difficult. Um, Whereas I'm just going, no, just like take a chance, go with your heart. Um, So yeah, I started reaching out to people you know, and who hadn't responded to me or had kind of done that thing of, oh, let's meet for coffee. And then it never happened, you know, professionally. And so just, I think, having like that confidence and self-belief in myself, you know, reaching out to people instead of going like, oh, I know you're really busy and I'm sure you don't want to hear from me, but and actually just going, I've got this brilliant idea. I think you'd be really interested in it.
0: I love that. And there have been some amazing results for Jennifer from doing that. It's been really incredible watching you. Jennifer, thank you so, so much. Is there anything else you want to say or add or say to anyone who may be interested in um, joining this amazing program?
2: I think what I would say is just take a chance. Don't overthink it or do overthink it, but then just go with your good instinct. And yeah, you won't regret it at all. I love that.
0: Do overthink it but go with your gut instinct, which I, (laughs) which is what we all ultimately hopefully do. Jennifer, thank you so, so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed those interviews with Chrissy and Jennifer. Maybe something in their story really resonated with you. What I love about doing a group coaching program is that we really realize that even though each one of us is unique and special, So much of what we experience, so much of what we think about ourselves and our lives is shared by others. We often see people and think, oh my gosh, they have it all together. And let me tell you, you get into a group coaching program and you realize that we are all experiencing internally so much of the same stuff. So doors are open to wholehearted women. If you want to join us, you have until. November 1st. If you want to find more information about wholehearted woman head to the show notes or to wholehearted-woman.com. Thank you so much for listening until next week, love. I'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked this week's episode, please share it with a friend, comment and rate this podcast until next week. See you later, love.